Hello and welcome to the Two Farming Conference podcast, where us two dim-witted Scottish farmers talk loosely about farming and the trials and tribulations of the life. Well, what have you been up to this week? Finished harvest. Snap. <laughs> did, we, did, did I say that last week? I don't think we did. Don't, no, no, no. No, we're no. almost finished. Yeah, yeah. Both done and dusted. What day did you finish? Friday night at six o'clock. That's when the combine finished. Baylor didn't finish till Saturday night at about five o'clock. Ah, it's all done and dusted. Though. Ah, yeah. We got finished. We were finishing up on oats. And the moisture when it comes down in oats, it's like, oh, it just all sticks to the reel. Yeah, yeah. And if we did have another field left, we would have stopped. But it was a tiny wee bit in the corner left. Just keep going, done, go, 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 go. <laughs> so it wasn't that late. It was only half nine or so, but it was, it was getting the nights are getting shorter or just longer. And the yeah, moisture was falling, so it wasn't amazing, but it was in the shed, so done. Yeah. Happy days. Was that spring oats or winter oats? Spring oats. Oh, wow. Have you sprayed them off? No, it's for seed. Uh, you've done well getting them cut so early then. Yeah, they're pretty thin. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, like... Because there's other folk I know in the area whose who's spring oats are getting sprayed off, like, all right. just last week. Yeah, we used to grow winter oats, seed again, yeah. um, but we were give, having bother with them coming through in a few years' time in a barley crop, uh, and we just couldn't get on top of it, and the only way to deal with it was we just took out the rotation. Right. So we took out winter oats, and but the... Grain merchants asked us if we'll do another variety of winter barley because we already do winter barley seed. Right. So now we're doing two, which is a wee bit annoying because you have to clean out the combine more and clean out the dryer again. And yeah, yeah. If it's compensating quite... you handsomely for it, what's the problem? A bit. You get yeah. So we bit of, there's a bit of a premium on seed, so that's why we do it. And yeah, yeah. we've been doing it for dot seed for a lot of years. And you've got the storage now, so that's helpful. Yeah, that that's the that's an issue with the storage though because. We've got seed, we've got feed, we've now got another type of seed, winter, and then we've got wheat, and then we've got all the spring. Yeah. So it's like... So can you so also store stuff at like this yard, too, as the YouTubers, fans will know it has? You used to store all your, well, some winter barley in there, did you know? I remember coming to get some from you, I bought some from you actually a few years ago. Yeah, so there is a shed at this yard, yeah. but because we've kind of... Well, we built the home shed, the big shed, so that yeah. stores a good bulk of it, and we've kind of yeah. tried to stop using the yards the sheds that are far away because you're mm. carting grain back and forward and you're burning diesel and you're always carting grain when you've just cut it and you're likely to be combining the next day and yeah, quick true. shunt to move the grain and so that's why we kind of built the grain store to get everything there and this this shed up here now is just like a fart store it's actually full of machinery now because mm. we've got the cows the other open shed is full of straw now yep. when it never it used to have a bit of straw but not as much as we need now. So we've not got that for storage for machinery. So You'd have the machines stuff. inside, out the, out the rain as well. Always yeah. a fan of that. Yeah. There's some, some kit you, you... You don't like to lipe stuff outside, but you kind of have to sometimes if, yeah. you don't have, if you don't have a cover for it. Yeah. <clears throat> if we leave kit outside, it's, it's for a small length of time. Like, yeah. try put everything inside. Because, like... Her manager always takes the piss out of that. He goes, oh, it's rain. Rain's not going to damage you, though. It's like, well, it might. If the scratches get, get rusty, like, it might just start to... It'll yeah. be fine for years, but it's nice to just keep it nice. Yeah, you don't notice it. You won't notice it for the first 10, no. 15, 20 years, but it's in 30 years' time when yeah. it's still kicking about and it's... Yeah. yeah. yeah just There's water it. in about all the nooks and crannies. And yeah. everything has got so much electrics in it now that you just hide it away. That's true. Yeah, you just That's hide true. it away. And then uh, I'll see there was a few, a few thefts uh, in Fife last, been? last night of um, GPS kits. Oh, bandits. So What type? I don't, didn't say. It was a text to NFU sent this morning. So be vigilant of dodgy vans going about and things like that. NFU were sending a message out this morning. Yeah, GPS kits. I think, well, 
I don't know loads about it, but I, pre- I think it's mostly a lot of the John Deere stuff's been going walkabouts. The new John Deere's are like the fence, and they actually now are in, built into the cab. Yeah. So it's a lot safer. In the roof. Yeah. And that is, va- is Valtra's the same? You'd think they would if they're on the well, same Agco. My Massey's not. Yours isn't? No. And is I, yours from um, Agco, like with the tractor? The kit, or yes, is it but, a retrofit? <clears throat> yes, but no, but kind of thing. So like Massey sorted it for me. They did the whole thing and we paid a subscription to them uh-huh. but it's not uh, I think it is technically from Soil Essentials oh it doesn't it's not out factory <coughs> with it on no oh, well, okay. there's, there's the, well it's got the, it's got the GPS screen it's 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 got its own steer, it's massive steering valve massive screen yeah uh, Datatronic or Data Sat 5 whatever it's called um, that, it's all massive system but the receiver is from okay, kind of. And yeah, some yeah. card mix from another company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I presume that f- the factory tractors from Massive, because they're Agco, are the same as Fenton Valtra, all built into the roof. You'd think that, but but they are. I think they're Trimble, like oh, standard okay. Trimble. So again, I think you'd maybe get that through the likes of Soil Essentials or right, right. Else. Yeah, yeah. The Fence Novatel, I think. Oh really? Yeah, the two New Hollands are Trimble and the Fence Novatel. Ah, so. I just, that's just what it came with. We weren't looking into it all that much. It was just that's yeah. the system and a okay, fine. quick Google of it. And it's, <laughs> yes, fine, does the job. And, and it's, you, it's so good. you having to pay a separate subscription for that then compared to what your other... Okay, it's a wee bit different for us because we, we have a mast at home for a company down in England right. that are a supplier of signal for GPS kit. Mm-hmm. So they basically, they were setting up a, a station or setting up a grid in Scotland and they needed six or seven locations and basically they were talking to Agricar for a while to yeah. use their base and then they just decided to pull the plugs they didn't want to do it so they just looked on a map and we were close to like, close me, by me, me. yeah <laughs> they phoned us up one day and this, these type of phone calls normally you just answer, hang up the phone hi very good try it pull the other one <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me my leg back so <laughs> so basically yeah they just came out they said right we're needing basically to set up this system and in return you'll get one free um, signal for a tractor and then the rest are normal rate but the rate's quite I think it's like 450 quid for the year oh yeah that's pretty good which I don't know what the prices are because we don't pay any normal prices be, but I know John Deere's they're like a thousand pounds yeah we're not as big as that but we're yeah we're good in between there somewhere in between yeah yeah, so, yeah. well if you it's worthwhile looking into them if you're ever yeah. looking at that because hmm. they're good you get them on the phone no bother they're quick yeah I'd recommend them Smashing. It's not so bad then. They're the same guys who did our. Um, oh, your maps and things for maps. your Doddy, your Doddy uh, walk and your yeah, yeah, sunflower and map and things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so did it all through there. They were very cool to see, actually. That's, that's pretty smart. So, so, topic of the week this week, we were going to talk about a bit of a review of the 2023 <laughs> harvest. <laughs> oh, right. we need a beer for that one, I think. <laughs> I, yes and no. I mean, it's. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, always, I'm always a glass half full. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like harvest itself started off really tough, and it was like don't miss a chance because you've missed it, and then suddenly everything just dried up and you had all the chances you want. It was great, you, and you, folk even got their hay done in in that last spell and things. Like third growth hay. We start. We kind of thought we started quite well with the winter barley. We got a good spell of weather, and England were get England and Ireland were getting hammered with yeah. weather. We got the winter barley done, and it was. Seeming all right, and then yeah, it turned to rubbish. Yeah, it was just there was no consistency. There was not a single day for about <clears throat> I don't know a month that you could say that's definitely going to be dry. Yeah, the, the weather forecast meant nothing. My only 
Oh, only weather forecast I trusted for a good three weeks was the stone outside the house. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the old Looking out the window. Hanging on the stone, hanging on the uh, the, the plant pot hangers at the doors, you know. Like, they're, they're, that's the only weather stone I, I trusted. And they don't tell you what's happening tomorrow. No, but then nor did any forecast app. Not one of them. They yeah. all said different things and they were all wrong. Every it was, one of they, them. they managed to get away with it. It must have been such... Easy, so easy for them because they just said 50% chance of rain for yeah. the next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, then they couldn't believe it when they were like, when there was no rain coming, suddenly the, the high pressure came in. They're like, yep, this high pressure is going to move in from the south, and uh, yep, Scotland will still get the sweeping edge of the rain on Thursday. And I was like, yep, we were planning for this rain on Thursday, thinking it was all going to be a disaster. And suddenly, oh, it's now 27 degrees. Okay, <laughs> this is I know, really, flick really, of a, really flick hard. of a switch, it was. We had suddenly we had aircon problems and tractors we didn't know we had. <laughs> we did as well. <laughs> it was one, it's fine now, it sorted itself. Well, ours didn't. It was an intermittent problem. <laughs> All right, no, ours was, ours was a problem. You so, got it fixed now? Yeah, yeah I had, uh, had the guys out yesterday fixing it. Fine. Two tractors went wrong. So I had, I had three or four tractors down. I had my loader tractor, which I'm actually about to sell, which is now fixed and it's now happy. Uh, it had a common rail sensor issue. Of what? So yeah, it just had no power and it didn't have a lot to start with. It's always a sensor. Yeah, bloody wires. Anyway, and then that, then then the old Relic sixty two ninety, which is a total classic, it's a beast. Um, it pulls like a train. It uh, it had no aircon, and the only reason we knew that was because the main tractor that uh, our sort of guy we get in for harvest and sowing and etc. He was driving. Suddenly, the aircon didn't work in it either. And I had like I changed the dryer, I changed the thermostat, I was waiting to change the pump, and I was like, just whoa, pumps are getting expensive now. <laughs> and I just had the bus, and then uh, it turned out there was wires that we couldn't find that were blowing the fuse. Ah. And we thought it was the pump that was blowing the fuse, but it was the wires to the pump that were blowing the fuse. So it's now fixed as well. So it's fine. That, like every single problem that happens, unless it's like a, I don't know, a crankshaft fails, it's always a tiny wee simple yeah. issue. It's just finding it. Yeah. It's, it's literally like, following each wire to find where the brake is and they go, get, give me the electrical tape. That'll sort That'll do you. So, but the yield, what do you reckon? Yield's been up or down compared to last year, considering last year was an exceptional year though. Yeah, yeah last year was good. I'd say last year was fractionally back on the year before that as well. Really? I'd say the last, last three years have been since I came back from uni, it's been easy. Oh, yeah. It's been <laughs> easy since I've been a full-time farmer. Farming's a doddle. Anyway, this year has taught me that it's not. Um, so, yeah, this year's yield's definitely back. Um, I'd say winter barley was okay, nothing special. Um, OSR was okay. We kind of had quite a bit of pigeon damage, slug yeah. damage, a few bear patches. On the contrary, the OSR that's in the ground now looks brilliant. Right. The best we've had it for years. Because it's not been touched by flea beetle, it's not been touched by slugs, and we're pretty much past them being able to damage it now. It's big right. enough. So now we've just got, well, Rabbis normal pigeons. weather and pigeons. Have you got deer at the top end of the field as well? Yeah, we've got a bit of deer. Not, uh, we do have a few, but they're not too, they don't damage the crops that badly. They're not red deer, they're just roe deer. Yeah, we used to have quite a lot of red deer kicking about here, but the gamers have thinned them out a fair bit. That's pretty good. But a lot of red roe deer. Because they can chew some stuff. My God, red deer are huge. Oh, they it's munch like the size of a cow. They're beasts. They're massive things. Yeah, so beyond that then, yeah, wheat was slightly back on yield on last year, but not bad. Can't complain. Um, yeah, as I said, the spring oats you were well, rubbish. You know your true yield of last year's thing is... is Mixed in with the uh, half the shed of last year's wheat still. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like you. You're probably a lot better at, at us at taking all the details and writing, 
yields out and keeping a note of them all and we're kind of just piling the shed and <laughs> get on with see it. See what happens next time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, we could know the yield and yeah, it might help, but we don't. But we've got the printouts from the combine. Well, yeah, that, that'll be pretty accurate, roughly. At least it's a gauge. Yeah. You'll see if it's up or down. Whereas, like, you know, we're literally taking, I've got no weigh scales, I've got no weigh bridge anywhere. Mm-hmm. It is, I know the full trailer of dried barley is 11 tonne. That's filled. Yeah. And then that was actually from the load that I took from here. And then weighed it at the bridge at the bottom of the hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I knew that that was a full to the tits load. That weigh bridge is so handy. And it was 11 tonne, 11 tonne 300, I think I got, was the heaviest I've ever had that as dried barley. Yeah. So you know that a full trailer roughly is about 10 and a half tonne if you're loading yeah. at the combine. So I've literally gone off that and go, peer over the top, eh, it's a three quarter load, two thirds load, four fifths, full load, whatever. And you write that down. Uh-huh. Write the moisture down of every trailer. And then I've done a total, then I've done a moisture. Um, Correction calculation uh, yeah, as well, yeah. one and a half on the telephone. And then... No, it's doing it your head, no? <laughs> <laughs> Not that bloody good. <laughs> so, we are done with the farmers. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, now, yeah, I think yield has gone not bad. It looks like we've... I haven't done the total calculations because I've been on the baler, not the trailer. So I think it's yielded about 2.6 to 2.7 tonne to the acre on the barley. Okay. So that's... Uh, in new money, we're looking at 7 tonne, is that, to the hectare? Roughly, just over seven ton, I think. So I'm pretty chuffed with that. On our ground, that's really good. Oh well. Wheat is yielded between eight ton and eleven ton in the last field, which is the last field sowing as well. And it, I couldn't believe what that yielded. I was, I, I was expecting like five to six to six tons. It looked yeah. like a five to six ton crop. And then yeah, I our wheat would up. be similar to yours. Yeah. So our our best crop, which unfortunately was only a ten acre field, um, was. A field of spring barley after two years of sunflowers. <laughs> brilliant. It was. Oh, it was so thick. It was brilliant. To but break yeah. for two years. Yeah, pretty much. And, and you've mulched all that in. That's two years of cover crop. That's what it's been. Yeah, it's pretty much. And yeah. the, the, the volume you get off sunflowers is phenomenal. Right. The stalks on it, they've got to be about... Some will be three inches across on the stalk. Right. Bloody hell, right. And they're, they're, they're brutes. Because right. we... I'd love to combine them one year, but... We just don't get the sunlight hours at this time of year for no. them to ripen off and die properly. Could you spray them off earlier? Possibly. We've not tried it. Maybe we should try it. But the the, the seeds don't actually fill out properly because, oh. just again, because of the sunlight hours in the country, yeah. they don't fill out properly. And because we don't spray throughout the year when they're growing or throughout yeah. their season because we don't want tram lines in the field, yeah. they get diseases, they get fungus, they get mucusy, they get right. all pussy. So we don't. And it's the last crop of the season if we were right. to cut it. So we didn't want to put this gungy, horrible crop through the combine no, as enough. the last crop. So it's a bit of a shame. I'd like to, but we can't. Well, we oh, could, well. but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't just put it in, like, mow it down, put it in a bale. You wouldn't feed it? Possibly. We've not tried it. We, yeah. What we do usually is basically just go over it twice with a topper and blitz the place yeah yeah but all the stocks so we go over at half height with the topper right and then you come back across again with the bed lower to try and but the stocks jam up in every single gap under the tractor all oh, right and you're like yanking them out <laughs> jesus he's going reverse the brutes around and go are, reverse. but there's yeah all that volume's going back into the soil so that's yeah. why we ended up with big field interestingly under trees we found that every year underneath trees i now don't fertilize which I'll hands up, I forgot to do this year. <laughs> I, had, I had a new tractor, I was playing on the new GPS. Oh, you, forget, you forgot to not fertilise I forgot to it. not fertilise underneath the trees this year. So a lot of the trees went flat as per. And we're thinking, why does it do that? 
and we think we figured it out in that it's basically every time the crop goes flat, you're plowing that back in again. You've not managed to lift it. Uh -huh. You're essentially cover cropping it every single year. And you keep throwing this nutrients back into the ground. You then fling all your, your inputs at it as well, which is then making this big tall crop then just goes flat again. So also trying to get taller because it's in shade the whole time to find sunlight. So it's a thinner stalk than the rest of the field, more yeah. likely to lodge. Um, and as I say, it'll be heavier crop generally because it's it's underneath, uh, it's been having cover crop every year. Yeah. So don't fling any inputs uh, at it. Yeah, good way to and look at it. And it stays up. Yeah, we've not, we're, we're not too bad for bits around about trees. We've not got too many bits that are under big trees. Right. Yeah, how are you for flat crops this year, Minnie? No, that's just the bits that I uh, messed up and didn't, <laughs> <laughs> didn't reduce the rate of fertiliser at. We were pretty much, we are pretty good for flat crops this year, or pretty... Yeah, good, not bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was one one field which is just out the window down there. At oh, there was any grass? Uh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, so it, because it's quite a bulky crop after it a lot of years of grass. It probably didn't any fertiliser at all. No, it's, it's amazing. Like, there was bits of it that just, it wasn't bad. There was quite a lot of standing crop, but I'd say probably 30% went, f not not dead, dead flat. And because the weather's been good, we've managed to pick it up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, and it's so glaringly obvious when you miss a wee little bit with um, growth reg on, yeah. your, on your wheat. Yeah, it's like a wee triangle at the end of the field yeah, when, yeah. You, when you shut off the, 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 the a wee, section. A wee tiny wee triangle. Oh. You could see it in our wheat where it was like actually it taken septoria, it had taken mould and etc. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the field was golden. Yeah, yeah. And these wee squares were like black. Yeah, because they also shut off. It. Yeah, they really grey. Strip of grey. Every bowl had, had a twenty-four meter grey line at it, but about half a meter wide. Oh, I had I had a six meter grey bit. One length of the field because I had one section off. I didn't oh, no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, I wasn't too bothered. So, it yeah. went in the combine and you couldn't see it after so, that. A, a phrase that my dad says, just continuing the the review of the harvest. So every year, and it seems to work out perfectly every year, we need a month of time to find fourteen days worth of cutting. Yeah, that would be right. If not, Hi. if not even less cutting days than that, it's like ten to fourteen days. But we need a whole month of the calendar to find it. And it's worked out exactly the same the last three years. You think? I'd say this year we probably had the combine out 30% or like per day. Like if you say one day is yeah. one outing, we probably had the combine out 30% more than the last couple of years. The last, the is in more times? Yeah, more times. Right. Because uh, we did loads of like wee bits, like just two hours in a day, three hours yeah. in a day. Yeah. Such a pain. Whereas the last couple of years have been great. I think the first season we got the new combine was it out for 25 or 28 days total and it got good full days starting at 10 finishing at 10 11 yeah. 12 boom how, you get on how many it. hectares or acres are you cutting with that a day no a total oh total thousand acres arable probably we're cutting with it maybe a touch more right because uh, we put a bit out for every year we try and get peas potatoes carrots in the rotation as well so yeah that takes a bit off what about yourself um about 600 to 700 yeah yeah yes we're trying yes yeah, about 700 um because we're yeah that's yeah probably nearer yeah about six ish actually yeah so you, you probably have a, grass. you probably have a similar amount of spring barley as us in the yeah, ground so i've got 300 oh uh, oh i didn't have this year i had 170 hectares of spring barley right okay and i had i didn't have quite have the same of wheat i had more like 95, I think, was it, hectares in wheat? Was it even as much as that? No, it wouldn't have been as much as that. 
I can't fully remember now, but um, it's been and gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been and gone. On to the next. 2024, what's it going to bring? It seems to be, do you think the weather's improving or changing? Is in generally every year for like... Yeah, just over the... yeah over. I'm reckoning now we're getting blocks of weather. I would like to actually... My dad's got a diary of my grandfather's daily weather records. Uh-huh. And he literally every day... And that he did it, and I think his uncle before him was also doing it. And so we, we, we had about 80 years worth of, or more than that, worth of weather records, yeah. and weathers were starting to circulate. And he always reckoned it was a 100 year cycle in weather. He was always just a believer of that. Right. And I think he's not far wrong. <clears throat> but um, definitely, we, we feel like it's just way more, there's more extremes. There's just blocks now, isn't there? Yeah. Here's a block of dry and a block of wet. There That's you go. what the. Agronists were saying, it was last year they were talking about, well, I was talking about the weather, but um, they were saying since, oh wait, no, since 2012, this was last year they were saying, so in the last 10 years, there's not been a year without something that's broken a record, some sort of extreme, yeah, true, extreme yeah. dries, extreme high temperatures, extreme wets, oh, yeah. extreme snow, ex- I mean, it's not been bad for snow, but there's been some extreme in the last, that's every true. year for the last 10 years. Is that, that's, it's, yeah, it's extremes and it's weird and yeah, we're getting and our harvest getting earlier. Last year was our earliest ha- ha- we started harvest ever. Yeah. This year was only two days after that. Yep. We were. <clears throat> I don't know about winter barley. This is only my second year growing it, um, but wheat we've never never cut wheat so early. I don't mm. think anybody's cut wheat so early up here at all because everybody had done their wheat before the barley. It's yeah. Unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Usually you've finished your barley, have about a day or two, and then you're full bore into the wheat and usually you don't finish wheat until like the middle of September because yeah. you don't get the dryness to get it done <clears throat> and we've cut wheat before at 30 odd percent just to get it in the shed yeah yeah and so it's just, it's just horrible to get stuff. off the field so it's looking like we're not going to get you anything could, else but winter now get it in the shed you can build <laughs> steps out of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've had once the lorry went and tipped at the site before we had any grain drying facilities and he had the lorry at full tip and it was like a trickle coming out of the back. Of it. <laughs> oh my god! You never like to see that. We carted that year. We carted fifty tons of water away from the farm. Oh, lovely! Yeah, it's mad. So, anyway, moving yeah, on indeed. from twenty twenty three harvest, it is done and dusted and in our past. <laughs> kind of thankful of it. Yeah, it's in the past, like yeah. so. Road manners. Yes, oh, I love it. It's a lovely topic, oh, and it, um, it angers it angers a lot of people. But there's quite a lot of it I quite find funny. I quite enjoy moving the combine. Yeah, I love. I do enjoy that. I love it. (laughs) Just because you see the guys coming towards you. Interesting. If I put a beaker on top of the pickup, I get a better reaction than I do if I have a tractor with lights everywhere. They're like, "What are you doing?" And they just shout and shout at you and just look at you like you're growing antlers out your head. Why are you sitting over that far of the road? Oh, there's a combine! Oh my god! And they're up in the bank and they're about to flip the car because they're up on the verge. It's so good. For anyone not listening, basically, when we're shifting a combine because it's a wide machine. you, you generally run in front with an escort vehicle just for round corners and yeah. trying to keep things safe. And you try and warn and warn and warn oncoming vehicles there's something coming. Yeah. You, you, you flash, you've got your beacons on and a lot of them just smile and wave or they throw their arms up in the air they come oh, they flying smile, past you. They smile you. and wave with one finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they come flying past you round the corner and boom, slam on the brakes. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's went, why you... That's trying to warn you. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm a really aggressive escort driver. Oh, yeah. Like, deliberately aggressive. So, like, coming down through the middle of Creef, we usually take the 3.95 metre wide combine doing, doing the middle of Creef, and you just stop at every junction and just park right in the middle of the road, a big diagonal, 
No, none, none shall pass. <laughs> Gandalf mode. <laughs> and it's when you've kind of, you've nicked on a wee bit too far in front of the combine, then you've gone your angle and you're sitting there for a minute. Where yeah. And they, there's no combine coming. You've, you've, you've read miles an hour, not kilometres an hour. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I was doing 28. Oh, I was doing 28 miles an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> he only does 28 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Combine's half hour behind you. <laughs> and everybody's shouting at you, going, what are you doing? But then even in the tractor, you're driving along the road and like, our farm, one of our farm drives is at the top of a wee now. Now, for the non-Scottish people listening, and now is just a small hill. Just the crest of a small hill, so now. And you indicate before the now, before you climb the hill, and then to give, give folk about, I don't know, 30 seconds warning, you're about to turn left. And uh, you sit over the white line because they always try and poke past you, and it's a blind summit. And then every time they're on your tailboard, I've seen folk in the back of the plough just about, like the windscreen just missing the back point of the plough. You're like, what are you doing? Why are you in that far? Like, if I suddenly hit the anchors, you're going to flip me over. You run into my tailboard, anything like this. And then you get the folk who then will be like, motorbikers are really bad for it. They'll undertake somebody turning. So if you're turning right, for example, crossing the line of traffic, yeah. you've got to be careful that somebody doesn't then decide to overtake you as you're about to turn right. Yeah, that's yeah. a major. NFU mutual have a major issue with that. Not an issue because like no, they just sort the issue. My sister did that when we were younger, going to school. She oh. was driving me to school, and I was sitting. I was thinking I was on a wee blackberry playing snake or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a thud, and I looked up, and she had done that. Someone was turning right, and she kind of she must not have seen it. Kind of pulled out to go past, and then just dumped into the side. Whoops! And my grandpa got hit. Actually, he was turning in to his own house the other way around, though. He was he wasn't the one at fault. He had turning right and someone had gone past and oh, we'd done on the side. It's that's so common. Yeah. So dangerous. And then uh, yeah, we've got blind summits everywhere everywhere we drive. I don't think there's a lot of the general public driving the roads that don't appreciate how an implement or a trailer moves as well. Because yeah. they <clears throat> The pivot points at their wheel. If you've got a trailer, your pivot points at the wheels, effectively. And so the back end, if you've got two meters hanging out from the back of your wheels, it then pivots out and it can shift across the road yeah. a bit more. You're yeah. way worse with a plow. Um, Five meters of swing. You'd think they'd notice that with a plow, but, but a lot of them like, don't yeah. understand that. Again, coming over a bridge in Creef, there, you've got to take up the entire bridge. It's like you can drive across it fine. They, oncoming traffic fine but when you get to the end it's a 90 degree turn yeah and when you turn 90 degrees left your plough is suddenly then swinging it takes the whole bridge yeah to yeah, get yeah. off the bridge and then you just stop and focus like, you won't get be away. far off hitting the edge of the bridge 100% you're really really close to it so you've got to be really careful and you just have to stop let all these other dafties pass you then turn the corner while nobody's coming towards you then you've got cyclists. Whoa. <laughs> I'd say, before we go on cyclists, I'd say you have to, like, you have to be, like you said, you're aggressive as an escort driver, but the same when you're driving a tractor or something. You kind of have to annoy the general public, not not on purpose to annoy them, but you have to... Make it known what you're about to yeah, do. Yeah, get right across the road, slow down, be extra slow, yeah. just do everything in a more extravagant manner so that they kind of get the point yeah something's happening here I better just ease off yeah so you've got yeah it's, it's, but you can get folk who are daft in trackless as well like we're yeah, not, we're yeah, not, we're yeah, not, yeah we're not having a full bash at car drivers because there's some mental folk behind steering wheels of tractors and lorries like, yeah you see these there's a video there was a guy he just did he I don't know what happened to him whether he got prosecuted or he was a young guy carting I think he was carting grass silage and whatnot back to a pit and he was I think he was on 
he was on all sorts of drugs and something. And he, you saw the and video of him. Norton. I couldn't tell you where. Big long straight road, the video, yeah, and yeah. he kind of drifted across the road, swung back in, and drifted across. Yeah. And he just ploughed right into a car, right yeah. over the top of it, and. It, was it a big case tractor he was in? I can't remember what, what machine it was, but it was definitely... It was, I remember seeing it now, and it was. It was outside Bryce Norton. Um, I think there must be an AD plant down there. And it was a young lad, as you say. Yeah, and I think he was right. You were pros- He was prosecuted for, for yeah. something or other. But yeah, we saw... Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a but lot there's, of... There's some... The, the younger folk in, on, on seats, which is all fine and well for chucking somebody on a seat... But and the, getting the silage in fast and things like this, but the, the machines are so wide now. Yeah, the seat they're in is bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger, and the machines are bigger and bigger and bigger. And You've got now 16-ton trailers when when like we started driving silage trailers, we were on narrow wheel trailers, 8-ton, 10-ton max kind of thing, um, uh, and now you're on 16-ton big wide trailers, massive big tall tyres. And the roads haven't got wider. No. No. no, it's the same road. If not, they got narrower because no one's cutting the sides of the road back. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So narrower, and then folk also don't folk don't know the width of their vehicles. It's, it's you, you're lucky you don't have a, you never have to really go through towns. In, yeah, I was in just thinking farming, that when you were saying we're back and forth through the town all the time. Yeah, and you come down the high street, and uh, you've I know the width of the tractor, and I know that I can come down the high street, and somebody can come up the other side as long as it's not like a jeep. If it's just a regular car. We can pass, and I'll pass wing mirrors, you know, a couple inches each side, but I know the width, and I'll make it fine. If I've got a cedar on, no, 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 three metres, you're not going to get through there. <laughs> but the tractor's fine. But folk really get scared, and they just go, whoop, they just stop. Fine, you can stop if you like. Um, but it's faster for me just to crack one through. You know, I, I, I really, my pet peeve is when someone's behind you, and I don't mind if people want to swing past and overtake on a safe bit, no yeah. problem. I'll try and hug the edge as yeah. much as I can. Let's get them past. Yeah. It's easier for me. Yeah. But it's when someone who is not going to overtake sits right behind you. Yeah. Oh, it drives me up the wall. Yeah. Like, you either get... The good drivers are either... They sit behind you, but they sit well back. I'm not going to overtake. We'll just let you do your thing. And yeah. it's like, perfect. Ideal. Or you get the other end of the spectrum where... They're going to get past and they pick a good point and they go. Yeah. But the ones in the middle, oh, they drive you up the wall. Yeah. The guys who don't know a road, but then actually don't know how to check a road. So that you know that you can, as you say, you can sit further back and behind the trailer, behind the tractor, whatever you're driving, and then high and back enough that you can just poke your nose out and have a wee look well before. And you go, you can even look at your sat nav occasionally. If your sat nav's zoomed out enough, you can go, oh, there's a straight coming. I'll prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shall prepare <laughs> and get, drop a cog before you get there so that you can just go, right now, Rev. But folk don't seem to drop a cog sometimes. You're sitting on like the main road across the other side of the valley. I'll be going down there with a float uh, between like May and June, once a week at least, by yeah. tractor and float, and we're heading to Perth. And you find there's always just about the same person every time. <laughs> and it's always around halfway. It's a lovely big long stretch bit of road, and they just sit there. They wait till the end of the straight. Yeah, they wait <laughs> to the end of the straight, then they decide, oh, I could maybe go now, couldn't I? I said, no, you've missed your chance. <laughs> but then they won't drop a cog. They'll still be sitting in fifth gear from yeah, when they drop to Yeah, they trundle so slowly past you. It's like, just get past. Go, go, go. <laughs> drop two cogs, would you please? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Muppet sometimes. And also when you get, say you end up with, you're going through a windy bit and you end up with three, four cars behind you. Yeah. And then you come out to a bit of a straight bit, but it's not really long. Once one car goes, they all think they can go. Yeah. So then they're all piling past and you're getting closer and closer to the corner. Yeah. But then when someone ends, eventually comes the other direction around the corner it what's what are you meant to do in that scenario right you might know this i'm driving along the road yeah three cars start overtaking me i'm coming up to a corner first car's passed safe enough no bother second car it's getting a bit tight third car round the corner other car comes the opposite direction 
Do I keep going at exact same speed? Keep going as I am? Am I meant to immediately try and stop? I think it's you're suddenly on... Because you know the scenario where yeah. they're coming head on head and one of them's going to look to... well the, Move somewhere. Yeah, someone's got to move somewhere. <laughs> is it my responsibility? Is it theirs? Is it? Yeah, I mean, the, the person who's decided to overtake you could stop, arguably stop faster than you, but are they going to? Because they've already made the decision to move. Their head is not going to go back yeah. from that decision most of the time. So it's maybe then on the tractor to then hit the anchors... And if everybody hits the anchors, fine, you all might stop quite quickly. That's fine, everybody's stationary. But if those two are going too quick and I hit the anchors and this guy can't get in now, <laughs> it's like... It's, it's, at that point, it's not your fault, but you need to do what you can to mitigate yeah, it. Yeah. It's his... Unless they've decided, um, you know, if he's got a dash cam and the police decide, oh, well, you're a, a stack of 10 cars behind you and you pass three laybys, well, that's then your fault. That is your fault. Because it's, it's I don't know what the legal limit of like when you should try and pull over... Someone's always told me it was 10 cars, but that might be total nonsense. We're quite... Well, it's different for you, but we're... Because we're... The maximum we're going is six miles from one to four. Yeah. So yeah. you don't generally build up a huge amount. Yeah. Because we so. used to drive two hours, 44 miles away, through the middle of Perth. Oh, you get a hell of a queue. <laughs> you, 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 actually, it's amazing. If you left at the right time of day, you didn't have to pull over at all. Yeah, yeah. If you left at like half five in the morning, you'd never have to pull over. Uh-huh. Whereas if you left at like rush hour time, you have to pull over three times before Perth. Because you're in 40k tractors, whereas now you're in 50k, no one seems to bother. So it's everybody either overtakes you better or they just, you're keeping ahead enough that actually you're not causing any bother. But oh, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, we maybe need to um, do another segment on on, <laughs> on etiquettes on the road because there's so many like different New scenarios. everywhere, yeah. isn't there? It's never ending. You could, no. you could talk about cars on the roads for ages and... We didn't actually. We could touch on cyclists, but we could leave that for another. I know a guy who does a lot of hedge cutting, road hedge cutting, uh-huh. and he has a GoPro mounted on his bonnet and a GoPro mounted on his roof, looking backwards, so that when he's when he when he does roadside cutting, he just turns them both on. And he's had a few folk who then come and start shouting at him, and he's stopped. He's in the side of the road, letting them pass, and he just points at the GoPro, and they go, "Yep," and off they go. They, they walk yeah, out. it's. Probably like because a lot of cars nowadays have dash cams and stuff, and yeah. I don't know many people with tractors who have them, but it's probably something that... I've thought about it now and again. For turning yeah. into like one of our main yards, I the one that's at the top of that now, I do think about it now and again. Because it's a lot of the time when you hear there's an accident and there's a tractor involved, but whoever's in the tractor, it always ends up their fault, yeah. I feel like. I've had actually once or twice, I've pulled into a road with a van on my tail. Like I could not see like the front of his bonnet at all. And... Uh, I just stopped in the middle of the road. It was a single track road. I just stopped in the middle of the road, went to his window. I said, "Did you realise that how close you were there to me? Oh, I was, I was, I was well off the back of you. It's like, not in my mirror. All I was doing at that bit of road was staring at my mirror, checking you weren't going to drive into me. That's all I was doing. I, I wasn't looking ahead of you because I was making sure you weren't going to hit me. Yeah, you got so, a big trailer on. You can't see them. No. So it's, uh, that's the thing. It's, they might think that, you're, that they're, they're just doing their own thing and you know, I can react if you break. Fine. But these, these tractors can stop. Yeah, yeah, There's a yeah. lot of wheels on the ground can stop fast. And you might not manage to, you know, these guys are maybe looking at the phone as well. Have you got air brakes in your trailer? None of the trailers do, because it was a chicken and egg situation. We bought a tractor. I said, right, Dad, let's get air brakes in the tractor. And he goes, oh, we've got no air brake trailers. Don't need an air brake tractor. Oh, so, you should have. They're so, so good. So then You'll have used them a lot. With, oh, God, I. Oh, yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Then, like, so our next tractor now just has air brakes because it's now yeah. law. Uh-huh. And then uh, I was like, right, Dad, uh, we, need to get we bought a new trailer in between those times. And I said, right, air brakes in the trailer. We don't have any air brake tractors. 
I was like, come on, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> come on. But That'd be like the first boy who never bought a tractor. How do you mean? Well, it'd be like the equivalent of um, back in the day when tractors first came out. Oh, right, that's what you mean. Aye, right, aye. Where, where'd I put the oats? <laughs> uh, right, anyway, moving on. We'll come back to yeah. cyclists on roads. I think that'd be a good topic to yeah, go through yeah, one time. Exactly. Will we go for uh, some valuations? Aye, let's do a bit of value, valuation. Um, I'm ready to go, so I'm going to fire one Hit at me. you. It is a sprayer. Oh, smashing. It is a self-propelled. Okay. A Bateman. 1988. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Self-propelled Bateman. Um, it is high-low box. It is a, a Dutz um, air-cooled air four-cylinder engine, 5,700 hours. It's not crazy. How, how big tanks and booms? Um, nah, don't get any of that information. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to know basis, and you do not need to know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting any of that. Oh. Flow rate control runs well. It says runs well. Runs GW. well. <laughs> Four wheeled steering, uh, wheel motors in good condition, low ground pressure tires, delivery available. Price has to get that on top of it, so it's. X-Vat. Well, just yeah, obviously X Fat, I reckon. Um, Location Castle Douglas. Oh, guys, a dairyman's, dairyman's yoke that then. That means it won't have been very well looked after. Um, it, lo- it looks, I'll sh- show you a wee picture there without showing you the price. Castle Douglas. It's not bad for 1988. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought it might be. So it'll probably be like a 21 metre or 18 metre bin, probably. It won't be massive. No. Um, I'm going to say it is 22 grand. 78. 7,850 quid. 7,800. It's wow. a bargain. <laughs> wow. It's actually probably not bad money. <laughs> I've got you. I finally got you to <laughs> guess miles out. Now, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess a shocker here. Yeah, let's go for... Right, one of two machines here. Right, let's go Fent 828. Um, four spools, Isobus, Field, field Office. Passenger seat, command arm, air, uh, air seat, auto guide ready. New engine 200 hours ago. Oh, <laughs> ooh, that really throws. <laughs> that sells how, a lot. How to value that? Yeah, but it's right. an 828. I mean, if it's it's just had a, had a new engine at some point. Just a given. Uh, 7,000 hours on the clock. 2016 Seven, model. 2016, 7,000 hours, new engine, <laughs> eight, 828. It's quite a recent new engine, actually. What the heck? Oh, man. 7,000 hours, I'm going to take a punt I think it could be upwards of 100,000 above 100,000 no I'm going to say 100,000 100,000 well and it's not quite there 73,500 73,500 yeah. yeah probably shouldn't yeah <laughs> it's done Fair a enough. Fair I've overshot that years, but yeah, yeah slightly overshot I've right. overshot yeah hit me, hit me again um, okie dokie we have a Clark drill. Oh yes, full full height. Right. Um. So not just like a bench pillar drill, a floor proper to one. Yeah, yeah, proper pillar drill. Two hundred forty volt, light use only. Um. And that is all you get. That's all the information I've got for you. Um, There's a picture. Okay, that's newer than newer than my one. Uh, yeah, it looks in pretty good nick. Three hundred pound. One hundred and seventy nine. Hmm. I think it's quite a good deal. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I might chip the concrete at concrete at the bottom of my base and replace it. Um, Have you got a full floor to? Yeah, but it's an old, old thing, and you know it rattles away. And... Yeah, but these old tools just keep going. Yeah, they don't break. Doesn't even they use don't... a fuse. You know? Like the new tools, are, especially all the power tools, they're built to break after three years, and so you go buy a new one. Yeah, although there's there's changes. Oh no, it. I've got another one. 
Right. You do yours, I've got a good one, one for yeah, you. Because it's something you need to buy. Well, because, oh no, there's no, oh, mayor, there's no money on that. Mayor. Ah, I thought I was going to have have a go at that one there. That's a disaster. I was going to basically ask you what your sprayer was worth. That's oh, what I was about to do there. Good question. Oh, mayor, I'm, I'm really disappointed in that, actually. Depends how many of the problems you uh, <laughs> you tell the dealer. Oh, it's no. It's fine, I've got I've got a good one for yeah, you. Yeah, hit me so, the love of my life, keep searching. Uh, um, this is a tool that I insist you go out and buy. Right. Uh, a Milwaukee Grease Gun. <laughs> price point. I got the price because I was in Agricar today and it was on the shelf with a price on it. Oh, I wish I looked. I was in Agricar the other day. I wish I looked at that then. Uh, Do their I, prices on the wall XVAT? They will be XVAT, yeah, yeah. So this is XVAT. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say 140 quid. 145. Oh, you need bad. a battery on top of that as well. Though. Yeah, that's 50 why was, quid. That's why I was thinking it was like, yeah, it was without battery, yeah. So you're 195 quid and your life is made. <laughs> I was greasing something the other day and I thought... Oh, I'm going to lend you mine, honestly. Just, I'm going to lend you for a, a week and you're going to come back and I'm on my way to buy one. Oh, what am I going to give you? What am I going to give you? I can't decide. Right, let's go for... Right, a Simba 3.3 metre Culti Press. Oh, I'm useless at these. Two rows of... Uh, adjustable tines basically the same as what you've got just about slightly Do, wider Ours is just yeah two. hydraulic adjustable levelling boards oh hydraulic adjustable lovely mm, and levelling boards as well yeah 3.3 towed trailed year doesn't say doesn't say uh, I'm oh, well this is a tricky one you've not given much information I'm just getting some excuses <laughs> so I can bottle it um, uh, does it look old to you yeah, it looks relatively old. Okay. Uh, it'll, it'll be 13, early. 14. 13 and a half. Six, seven. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Because I don't think it's folding. 3.3, but it doesn't look like there's any foldy bits to it. Oh, God. Mayor. I've, I've had a few folk that listen to the podcast say that they, they love this section and they, 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 they nearly get stuff right. They've had a few things nearly there. Nearly I'm, there. I'm shocking at it. Yeah. <laughs> You're way better than I am at this segment. But anyway, I've played it a while. Like. It probably it entertains people that I'm shocking at. We'll wait to look at a new sprayer tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. Type? Uh, Bert Hood. Bert Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand Spanker. Uh, the one that's... The, the one we're we'll to look at is new and then... I think we'll just end up buying a new one because, like, the I wouldn't want to go any older than like three to five years. And by the time you're three to five years old, it's not actually lost any money. No, you're as well buying a new one. So we're looking at buying a new one. That looks exciting. When are you going wider at all? Are you going the same wider? Width? Wider. So we're looking at going twenty-seven meters. Okay, right. And are, you, is, are you doing with that at the moment with your drill or? Doesn't I don't need to don't need to do anything. So. Oh, you're not putting any tram lines in. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, we've not started sewing yet. Okay. So, so you need to pull the trigger quick. Well. We'll see what happens tomorrow, and if we do do it, I did, it did cross my mind earlier going, oh, do I just not put tram lines in my wheat in my winter barley? Force yourself to buy it. Well, because <laughs> well, if I don't put them in, I can I decide what I'm doing later. Yeah. So, tempted to do that. Or put them in at 27 meters. Well, so I just go right. Dad, the tram lines are in. We'll have to buy the sprayer. What are these grey strips every middle of, middle of every of these? Why is there three meters looking crap every, every 24 meters? Well, that's uh, yep. <laughs> Saving inputs. That's for the new sprayer. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so looking at that, I'm gonna have a go. See what see what. Oh like. well, enjoy. Good luck. Yeah. Right, we're gonna move on to uh, our side, our, our segment. <laughs> speak very well there. <laughs> Five and ten. Our guest this, this evening is uh, Gate Lady. Hello, hello. <laughs> Crawford's off, mate, because we've only got the two. Uh, so Gate Lady, what do you reckon? Five and ten. Have you listened to it? Yes, I have. Are you confident? Mm, 
kind of. <laughs> right, girlfriend's got the timer ready to go. I can't tell whether you're going to do it really hard or not. Oh, well, well yeah, that's fine, because you're semi farmy. <laughs> yeah. Explain the game again. So, uh, explain oh. the game again. We have, we'll give, you a, we'll give you a topic, and you have 10 seconds to give us five items in that topic. Okay. If that's, yeah, it's roughly about right. Uh, so, ready? You have 10 seconds to give us five breeds of cattle. Oh, cellar. Um, oh, why's my mind gone blank? Um, Simmental. Um, uh, Belgian blue. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Oh. 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 I wasn't expecting Solaire. That was a good That was a good one to bring out. Oh, Dad's yeah. not going to be happy. Oh, no. <laughs> I should have known that. Oh. that was a, I thought, what am I missing? So Lots. Can I... You could rattle through some of them if you want, yeah. Sell it. Oh, yeah, all the obvious ones. <laughs> you had Simi, oh. Lemmy. Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, that's what I yeah. can picture it in my head, but yeah, I couldn't I think, think the, what the it really was. The really cold ones? What are the really cold ones? The cold ones? <laughs> I'm not getting this joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Island do all the easy ones. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you uh, overcomplicate it in your brain. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Jamie giving us Valtra for a combine, which it turns out was right. <laughs> so have you looked? In, have you looked? Is there a picture? Have you got a picture of a Valtra combine? Yeah. yeah Jamie, you didn't get it right. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> still not getting the prize. I have been, I have been sent the picture of a brochure. I don't think they've made any. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that that probably wraps up wraps up our episode episode for this week. So. Thanks everybody for for coming along again. Thanks Gate Lady for being our guest this week. I was just trying to come up with a better word for guest, but guest is great. <laughs> Thank you for having and, me. And um, yeah, don't forget to like and like and subscribe this. Can you follow us five stars, five stars on the on on rating us, please? And uh, leave a comment. Get in touch with us on Instagram if, if you want. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Thanks for coming. Cheerio, bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>